podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. As well. Game week 27's passed. Coon cappers fly. Coon owners survive. Non-coon owners want to die. <laughs> oh, man, dude. How'd you do? <laughs> How did I do? I've been dreading this day for a while. Uh, 56, non-coon owner. I plummeted from 20 to 49K. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've never been so dis- uh, squeaky toys in my dog. Uh, dog and squeaky. Toys. It's a it's a Thursday morning pod. Everything is fucked up, so just bear with us. She's trying. She's trying to cheer me up from the dark. <laughs> she can sense my. She can sense how dark I am, and she's trying to make me giggle with the squeak. But I can, we can't have this. I need to do something about this. Hang okay. On. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So yeah, I've never been less happy to have a fourteen point or a thirteen point captain. Like I just no coon, no returns anywhere on my team except for like what happened to you the other week. The three people that everyone has, Kane, Salah, and Sterling, every single other player of mine got like one point. Um, really though, the cherry on top were my transfers. Used two free transfers, ended up taking seventeen point hit. As pill and the ass out for Smalling and Callum is just Ugh. my three points, twenty points out, three points in is just I could not take it, and I'm a disaster. Alonzo didn't play. Thank you for yeah, fucking you kept your life Alonzo up. over As pill. That was problematic. Yeah, I mean he returned to full training, and then after the game he had a different injury than what kept him out before. It was like yeah, his ankle or something. Brand new ankle injury that no one it's, knows about. And then I get like off the bench. Stevens buried as third on my bench with seven points, first return in, of the season. Started Pope over Adrian. It's just it was so brutal. It was by far my worst game week of the season. And I feel horrible. I've usually when I do have bad weeks, I'm still kind of like, oh, it'll be better next week, or like it doesn't really hit me that hard. But this weekend hit me fucking hard. Yeah, everything possible went. Went wrong for you, it seems like. And you've just had it, you're in a bad run too. Like you have this low game week rank this week, and four weeks ago you had your lowest game week rank of the season. So, yeah, I don't know. We gotta find a way out. It's like I've just been treading water the last four or five game weeks, and I was at 14K for a few weeks, and I thought I'd be able to push into the top 10K and I really had my sights on a 5K finish this season, and I've just lost all of that. So now I'm just hoping to crack 10K. I mean, as you can see, we'll go to your team, but it's just getting really difficult to rise because a lot of the good teams are good, and this year, every year gets harder, and there are more and more good FPL managers in the top 100K, top 50K, 10K, et cetera, and it's just it's it's tough. So Yeah, it's been one of those things with you treading water where I was like, it's really like the story of Kuhn. Like you were, your team was in a position where you couldn't conveniently get him without like really four transfers or totally ripping it up. And 
You were kind of well, surviving, 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 and then he scored four goals. Yeah, like the thing I was trying to do a dissection of what happened, and when I decided to not get Kuhn was when the Spurs double game week was coming in, and I decided to spend a few transfers. I had two frees that week and get in Spurs mid, put money in Ollie and Erickson instead of getting Kuhn up top with with Kane, and it just proved to be extremely short-sighted and dumb. And I mean, we'll get to Kuhn later, but what about you? How'd you do this week? Yeah, Kuhn is... He's everything. So, yeah, I have Kuhn. Um, I had 82 points. I have Kuhn, which is fucking 21 points, not captained. I have Salah, 26-point captain, and I still only went up 3K, which just tells yeah. you everything you need to know about, like, the scoring the high scores of this week. The top 10K average is 81, and I had 82. And I fucking... 82 points, 1 million game week rank. Like, it's insane. I didn't actually go up at all, and the Chelsea match was was the real, like, dagger of the week because it was last. And before that, I was up, like, 15, 20K, which was super solid. I would have been stoked, but I don't know. Just everything went wrong, and that just... Everyone got cleans, and some people still on has, and he went off, and it was just bad. But you know, I won in I won in the cup, which is good. Um, I also brought in Smalling, which feels really fucking bad. He's just a diving merchant, absolute piece of shit. We both we both had the same decision: Smalling versus VVD, and I think we both went with the more defensive, more pessimistic more bus of a team because I mean clean sheet points in its essence is a team team points but VVD is just one trillion times a better player and Liverpool is just a better team too I mean we'll get to that later but it seems pretty clear that like Liverpool and Spurs are in some order number two and number three in the, in the league like that's a thing that's happened um, I had a huge fuck up with Ogbonna, I wrote in lineup lambs, which means this is a decision I thought about and I made a decision and blah, 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 that I was going to start Ogbonna over Duffy. And then I, I don't know, I'm fucking shorted out and started Duffy. So I lost four points there. And 0 for 5 and clean sheets in the back. It was really just, uh, other than the same guys that scored for you, Salah, Sterling, Kane, I had Coons 21-pointer, and I had a Shaq, who's just been great for me, score max bonus. So that you know that's huge and kept me afloat. I mean, the Matt Ritchie goals minus 17 points for me of triple United defense. Uh, there's it was weird, weird up and down week. So yeah. Uh, defense is just, I've just been so bad lately with picking defenders. I mean, just. I, haven't, I feel like I haven't had it clean yet in like three game weeks or so. For my yeah, it's just, just like terrible. that one Vardy, like half chance that took three individual huge mistakes from City players to even get to that chance is wipes the Laporte clean. And then uh, it was just like a fucking. It's just ugly. It's just an ugly yeah. thing. Yeah, defense has been absolute impossible the last few game weeks. It's just been low points everywhere for my team. I mean, like, Jones didn't play when they had the clean for me, and then Walker has the city haven't been keeping cleans. Yeah, we just got on. It seems like we got on the wrong teams at the wrong time. We're like, Liverpool's 
keeping cleans and Spurs are keeping cleans and and Swansea is like the cheap team keeping cleans and neither of us have them. And of of course, Alonzo got dropped for you, so you didn't even get the Chelsea clean. Just like, fuck, yeah. what the fuck can we do? And like the other <clears throat> thing I was also talking to some folks on Slack about was before the game week was taking a minus eight, which would have involved getting Aguero and Naughton and getting rid of like Bernardo Silva and my Chelsea defenders, one of which didn't play. It would have just been so good. It's crazy. But, like, and then, fuck, of course, like, fucking Mane and Bernardo Silva both go insane in UCL. Like, Bernardo scores, yeah. Mane hatch. It's just like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? I was so pissed off. And so are you. And now people are like, should I bring Mane? And I'm like, kill myself. Yeah, like, well, that's what I was about. Kill me. That's what I was about to ask you. Like, do you have a changing of heart on Mane out since he just had it? And it seems silly to get rid of someone who just hat tricked. I, obviously, I was. In full rage mode, watching Mane in that Southampton game of just him fucking everything fucking up and looking shitty. Yeah. But I mean, I'm ne- I was never realistically going to spend a transfer there. Like he's so set in my team because I have obviously Bernardo's a huge problem. He just makes side passes and it looks awful. And then now Smallink, I have so many more important problems than like getting rid of Mane with good fixtures. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um. I yeah. mean, I guess would well, you want to transition into? Yeah, this let's talk? do. Let me do the um, housekeeping. Yeah, do the housekeeping. So, February FMLFL Prize League Mug League leader. First two game weeks of the month down. Jack Walsh, aka Jack Walshy, flying at a hundred nineteen point game week. So, needless to say, he's in first place. And there's only one game week left in February, so the mug is coming. And then shout out. The top of the FML field, Public League, tied for first, John Arne Gulhorn, Gulhorn or something. You definitely pronounce that right. A hundred percent wrong. And <laughs> Clark Hutchison, classic Clark, doing his job. So, yeah, let's go on. Did you want to kick off with Mane and Liverpool? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, Mane looks bad, but then he just hat-tricked. I mean, Liverpool look... Good Firmino just keeps scoring, and that's the thing is, I got Mane over Firmino, and it's I don't even want to find out how many points I've lost with that decision. It's been a lot of points. Yeah, probably and, like close to thirty. Yeah, probably. And the reason why I got Mane is because he genuinely has hat trick potential, and I want to have an explosive midfielder there instead of someone who, like we talk about, with Firmino doesn't shoot that much. You know. Yeah. Yes, he creates a lot of chances, but just doesn't shoot that much. I mean, a double return for him is a goal and an assist, which is totally fine. But he, I mean, he does not have hat trick potential. He never really takes three shots in a game. And then Mane fucking hat trick actuals in UCL, and I yeah. just cannot catch a break with this shit. So, I mean, I don't think I would be buying Mane right now, but you could do worse. So when you have like Kevin, who's a little bit more expensive, but the most steady thing ever. And then Hazard's starting to really look a lot better, even though he's a, a, even that much more expensive. But I would rather have either of them than Mane, probably. Yeah, definitely Kev. I mean, we should we should talk a lot about Kev this pod because it's just automatic. Like he's just unbelievable, and everyone it's him and Salah for like Player of the Year, Ballon d'Or. Like they're just both insane. So. Yeah, Kev is just so so consistent. Even though they're mostly assists, they're a lot of fucking assists. Um, Kevin has 
Kevin has 25 bonus points on the season. That's insane. I mean, like, Salah has 22 goals and only 23 bonus points. Like, he just does everything that is good for bonus, basically. It works super hard, pass percentage, creating chances, all that shit. So, yeah, Yeah, I mean, Kev, uh, we've both thought about him a lot, I feel like, throughout the season. Like, oh, I could just get Kev here, blah, blah, blah. And we both started started started. with him in our, yeah. So, I mean, that tells, I mean, when we had had a hundred million budget, like, he was one of the first names in our team that we kind of built around. And then we just, Sold after he played DM for two weeks. We both sold him game week three, and we haven't got him back since. And it's been and very he's just bad. Been, he's been a, a season long hold. Like if we oh, yeah. if we somehow manage if we had an injury in our team in like game week three or a red card suspension, we wouldn't have gotten rid of Kev, and he would still be in our team, no question. Just automatic yeah. returns all season. It's been yeah, he's the second most points in the game behind Salah. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, Mane, I mean, it's tough with him because someone like Hazard, it's just, they're both so inconsistent. It's like I'd almost rather just save the money with Mane. Like, he's had the stats. He's just not been passing the eye test at all. He's been so bad, like, just in the, in the final moments, just fumbling the ball or fucking up a pass or whatever. And then. All of a sudden, this happens, and it's just like, oh yeah, like he could just do that any week against any team. So, yeah, I don't know. He's a good hold. I don't know. I don't know how I would discern like Has versus Mane though, because you know a Has run of blanks is right around the corner. Yeah, but I mean, he's got six goals in his last six league games, and Jerudin is really good for him. And it seems like yeah, he's just so much more of a consistent. I mean, he's the threat. main man. Yeah, he's the main man, and Mane just fucking, Mane I don't know what he does. Not the, not the main man or the second main man. Yeah, <laughs> he's, Plus like, he's playing deeper, he's playing wider, he's playing on the wrong side, Mane, but yeah. Yeah, and like Hazard's got bonus every little assist return. I mean, he's just gonna, he's just better, he's but just again, good. I mean, you're... You're paying for it, he's one and a half more, so. Yeah, and, and the fixtures are very bad for Chelsea. God, when I fucking shouted Hazard and then didn't get him, it's just so typical, something I do all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Liverpool are really good, though, and they, I mean, we'll talk more about the blanks, I think, in next pod next week, because all yeah, the FA Cup games FA Cup, yeah. will be played and we'll actually know what the fuck is up. But one of the things we do know is that Liverpool are guaranteed a fixture in game week 31. And right. I just feel like everyone should be gearing towards three Liverpool players at this point. I mean, like, there's good picks in every slot. You know, like, Firmino's a good pick. Salah and Mane are good picks. Bravo, arguably Gomez, VVD are all good picks, and Carrius is a really good pick. Carrius, yeah, I think, is the best pick. Yeah, I mean, the he's price is right. And yeah, the price is right there. We're keeping cleans, you know? So. Yeah. The one thing, I mean, I think you should have probably three Liverpool players just because, I mean, Salah's an auto, so it's really just two Liverpool it's, players yeah, yeah. just because there's a lot of value in defense and now goalkeeper, and then... Firmino and Mon. I mean, Firmino's definitely a good asset. Obviously, we're fucking stupid with Firmino, but I'm less doing it because they have a fixture in 31. Because I'll probably end up free hitting in 31. But we're again, we'll get back. We'll get really deep into that next game, next pod. But 
I think that the blank in 31 is going to be so much more than the blank that's going to come, I think, in game week 35. Yeah. Um, there are probably going to be more fixtures on in game week 35, so we'll probably be able to scrape by with like 9 or 10 in that week versus game week 31. I mean, I don't want to be having like Everton and Stoke players, so I'd rather just take... I mean, if I only have three Liverpool players in my team... Of the game week thirty one teams involved, then I'm taking. You're still. You know, going I'm, free I'm hit. using my. I'm using my free hit to get an eight players, so I'm minimum. Like that's almost a, almost no, a you're short right. sixteen. That's the wrong way to think about it. You're getting yeah. three Liverpool players because they're really fucking good and have good fixtures. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you're free hitting there with a team like mine, where I'll have say three, like I'm having sixteen points for free just for minutes played by using the free hit chip. Whereas if you wait. And you free hit in thirty five, and you have like seven or eight start players in your team playing that week. You know you're you're ripping out less zeros, whereas and you can maybe make a transfer. Or yeah, something. You yeah, know, yeah. That's that's in my head, and we'll talk more about the specific teams once we have the information. But yeah, next pod, next pod. Yeah. Um, and then let's. I think I mean let's go over to City and Kuhn because now there's talk of like I'm I'm sure Kuhn like price rose. I haven't been checking it, but now Jesus is back. Obviously, you hold as an owner, but. I mean, I'm still like I can't get him. I mean, unless if I remove Kane, which I'm absolutely not doing now that the fixtures are so much better for Spurs. Um, I'm I'm still not going to get him. Do you think that's still just stupid, or do you think that I, I, this is the hardest thing of the like the season, or at least the last couple of months? I feel like is like what what to do for non Kuhn owners and and how to project Kuhn going forward because of Jesus's return. Obviously, they don't need a play first teamers in the second leg of the cha- this Champions League round but they will you'd think have the league wrapped up almost by the time the next round of the Champions League starts so how does he approach that is it just Kuhn for Champions League Jesus for league like I no one knows um I I agree I wouldn't be bringing him in now but at the same time he's I think second to Salah on the season for points per match which is yep. crazy, you know, like most of the season we've been like complaining that no one's nailed and rotation and blah, 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 and he still managed to do this. So I think you're right. You definitely keep um, if you have him and you just pray that he's in the team sheet and, and pray it never ends, even though it probably will end. But yeah, I don't think I'd get him if I didn't have him because there's just – you're probably going to have to remove one of, if not two of your best players to get up to him. And it's just, there's just too much risk to like ruin the structure of your team and drop guys who are still good to get him. Yeah. Like the one thing I would say is if I had, say, like Firmino and Alonso, like that's the easiest double switch I ever make in my life. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, if you, I mean, you only need a little in the bank, but I mean, Chelsea have some tough fixtures coming up. And I, I mean, Actual fuck Alonso, but if you have him in the seven region, like that's a double swap that you could probably make on, with two moves, and that feels good to me. I personally don't have that, but I'm sure a lot of, I mean, Firmino and Alonso are, are both in a lot of teams. So if you could do something like that, t- turning Firmino into Kuhn seems good to me, just because of the upside. And while Firmino is ticking along and having good returns. When Aguero scores fucking twenty million points in a game week, I mean, I don't have it, but like you feel that huge in a huge way. 
Whereas yeah. Firmino's not going to bury you. So, yeah, I mean, that's so I guess what we're talking about is like, would you remove Kane? And we both agree that absolutely no, not. Definitely not. But if you have Firmino or Lukaku or Vardy or I don't even know, I feel like no one else is high enough on to even yeah, like talk Aubameyang, about I guess a lot of people kind of did get Aubameyang and. I don't know, actually, if I would make that switch. I would maybe hold Aubameyang. Yeah, I mean, he's 5.3% owned. Like, I guess some hardcore Arsenal fans brought him in, but not many. But if you had Vardy, Firmino, Lukaku, any of those kind of still high-owned guys, Firmino, I'd probably make that switch, too. I mean... It's he just a, scored four goals. Yeah, like you want, you want with, a player. It's the same with Lukaku. It's the same with Vardy, as we were just saying with Firmino. It's like... Yeah, they're scoring. Like, is Vardy going to be able to keep up like fifty-seven percent goal conversion? Absolutely not. And he's scoring one goal a game. It's not. I know. mean, Lukaku is the worst value player in the game, of course. But There's people no, still you have him argue against that. We just can't yeah. emphasize it enough how how bad he is. He's a really yeah. bad pick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like some people still have like Rooney. Like, if you could find a way to turn Rooney into Kuhn, you're flying. But that's now we're already talking about like, you know, that's a lot of money. That's a that's ton not, of yeah, fucking money. Ton. So that's I don't three know where, moves and that. Yeah, that's three moves. It's a much different case than like for me. All right, that's en- that's enough of that. Yeah, Kuhn, dude. Yeah, it's tough. So I think and they, they so might the- not even play in game week twenty eight. Also, is a thing that we should talk about. Yeah, that's they a might good not point. play really... this game week. They might not play because if if Wigan takes them to a replay, if they draw Wigan on Monday in the fucking FA Cup, then they will not play this game week. City will get postponed. I had no idea about that. Okay, yeah, well, so like, there's so much shit still in the balance. No one should really be making any transfers until after all of the FA Cup games are played, and then there's still Champions League. So there's yeah, just like I mean, so much shit before the next game week. The other thing is, I mean, they are not going to probably not going to play in game week 31. So unless if you are committed to free hitting, unless like if you don't have the free hit chip, and then they have Arsenal, Chelsea, like Champions League, all this shit before 31 when they're blanking, it also makes it feel a lot worse. Yeah, they're to bring Aguero in now also, but they're currently he could also score 35. 35- 97% chance of them blanking in gaming 31. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he could also score 35 points in the next three game weeks, and then you're just like, fucking don't give a fuck. And he has 66 points in his last five home matches. That's a lot of points. That's so a lot think, of points. Um, to bookend the Kuhn talk, I think lessons learned is probably like his ownership really did start creeping up. Um, about three game weeks ago, when mm-hmm. the Jesus news like he was going to be out for another three, four weeks, and then there was that one week, I'd say about four game weeks ago, where he had a home fixture, and which one? A home West Brom or home New? I think the home Newcastle game. That was when all of a sudden his ownership and captaincy percentage in the top ten. I was like, wow, like a lot of people have him. Yeah, that's when I capped him. And yeah. a lot of and like a lot of people in Slack capped him. Jason, yeah. Nate, everyone capped yep. him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was when I mean before that when he was getting his he started getting his run of games, it was people were very slow to bring him in just because he was expensive and um I think they had they had a couple tough fixtures. Like they were at they Liverpool, had Liverpool and shit like that. Liverpool was the one that they had that was like there was like an international break or something, 
And yeah. it was like they're gonna come back and play Liverpool. It's not great. Like just yeah. wait until after. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came in for Newcastle and hat tricked on seventeen. So I think it's something moving forward is just if there's a player like Aguero in the game, I mean it's similar to like Kane. If people didn't have Kane or at some points in the season when he had a hat trick and a lot of people captained him, you feel that as almost a season ending game week because right. you're plummeting and it's so hard to climb back from not just a small red, but like a huge red, which is what I had this week, for example. And if there's a player in the game that has hat trick potential like that and is owned that highly, the risk reward is not there. Like you need to do whatever it takes to cover yourself with that player. You could have a small red if you take a hit and maybe he gets one goal or, or a double return or something if you're going to captain the player. But I think it's a little bit of. It's less like fun, and it's more just pure strategy of how to look at the players as like commodities and looking at the ownership and how you can cover yourself from not having a disaster and nightmare. So, right? Yeah, it's it's preventing what happened to you this week, which is minus thirty k by taking a hit, which might be a minus five k type of move. Yeah. So it's something I would definitely want to. My definitely my biggest lesson of the season so far is that, and it's something that hopefully we'll we won't make the same mistake next. I mean, you didn't make the mistake I did. Um, yeah. Hopefully, something I'll I'll personally learn from. But I mean, that's what makes the game fun and really interesting, and that's why I think we are both addicted to it, and why so we have people listen to a fucking podcast about a fantasy game in the first <laughs> place is that there's so many moving pieces. It's really just like a huge puzzle. And you get to watch a sport that you love, and then you have all these rooting interests. So, you know, it's it's a tough one for me to take, especially since I love Kuhn so much, and I can't believe sitting here in game week twenty eight that I haven't owned him all season. It seems insane. He's usually the first name on my team sheet. And yeah, we just, talked about it on Slack after the explosion and your disaster. It was like you were getting by without Kuhn, but this was only going to last so long. I mean, like yeah. He can't just keep having these good fixtures and you keep not having him before he doesn't punish you as his ownership climbed. And yeah. going into game week twenty seven, last game week in the top ten K is owned by forty four percent. Like that's yep. absurd. Like that's yep. probably sixth or seventh highest owned player in the game in the top ten K. So yeah. it just got to that level really, really quickly. Yeah, as it should have. I mean, as that's it should have. Yeah, should have happened. And that's why we did it. This is who he is. Yeah. All right. What else? Um, should we talk about Arnie? Like that kind of cheap, like range. value mid. Yeah, the yeah, value like Ar- mid range. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we were talking a lot about Arsenal last pod because they had that good game, and then they were fucking diabolically bad against Spurs. So but. bad. They have City that they need to get out of the way, and then they have a good run. So they've been a schizo team, and they've been so bad on the road, which makes it difficult to think that all of a sudden, even against bad sides, they're going to start turning it on and putting two, three goals in on the road. But I mean, Ramsey's a little bit of a fucked up mess, and McTarian's a little bit more expensive in that bracket. Um, I still think both could be good, but definitely want to try and dodge the City game if possible. But Arnie, yeah, like you're mentioning, even Shakiri to a lesser extent, he's got like two and two. He's been doing really well lately. There are and Lingard's still starting at six one, even though United are so bad. But he's still playing with on paper good players around him. 
on paper. Though, <laughs> exclamation yeah. point on paper. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go Lingard at. Probably not. I, he, he's getting yeah. subbed like he's like his name is Juan Mata, and he hasn't been returning for a while. I'm just throwing his name out there because he's six yeah. one. He's on United yeah. playing in the hole, but yeah, I think there's a lot of value in that bracket right now. And Arnie, as we saw, even though it looks like Chikorito's back in, so he's probably not going to be playing out of position. That's but what I was even on bring the up, yeah. even on the wing, I mean, he's still pretty cheap, and you know, he's he if he's motivated, which he looks like he has been, and you know, he scored first game back in. He's a good pick, you know. He's, he's someone we always, even when he played for a worse team in Stoke and was not playing out of position, he was in our, in and out of our teams, you know, for the last couple of years anyway. So. Yeah, and I, like just, I didn't watch that, that match live, and so I watched back match of the day highlights, and I was looking at stats and like heat maps and stuff, and he wasn't. He definitely wasn't still out of position. The majority of the game, he was super wide on the wing, but he got in the middle and got really good chances. That you know, even though his actual goal was pretty weird, lucky deflection, like he could have easily had a, a goal in one of his earlier chances, and I don't know, he just on average was still way further forward than than Chicharito, and it's just yeah, I don't know, I, I have a hard time reading it because the whole reason I bought into him the first time around was because he was out of position, but he still just looks so good, like. He just looked like by far the best player on the pitch and in highlights and stuff. So and the stats reflect that too. So yeah, I'm into Arnie and obviously Shaq's been fantastic for me. So Yeah, they're both good buys. Yeah, and and yeah, with Arsenal I, I totally agree. And we, we said this before you know, this run even started. We said this after game week twenty five when Mick and Oba were just getting there that I'm not really interested until game week 29, and so here we are, and they've been good one game and terrible the next game, and yeah, I don't know, still good value probably. Yeah, um, I think also let's just quick touch on defense. It's we're kind of starting the the exodus of money out of defense and into mm-hmm. attack, um, and when the top teams aren't keeping clean sheets, at really they need to be doing it really at like a fifty percent rate to justify the. Outlay, um, especially when there are players like Arnie who have you know double return potential um, coming into the four at similar prices, and I don't know. United are looking a little bit wobbly, and Chelsea have some bad fixtures. City don't seem to stay focused to keep cleans. They just score seven goals. They don't really give a fuck. Spurs could be a good place to buy. I mean, Dave Ben Davis is still starting consistently over Rose. He had the assist against Arsenal, but their fixtures get pretty good for clean sheets for the next, you know, four. They have Palace, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Newcastle. They could keep four, um, even though they'll probably still, unfortunately, have Lloris in goal. But Davis at five six. I mean, the center backs are like six. Ver, I don't know. Toby's going to come back in. I, I like that right now. Yeah, I th- and this is kind of, I feel like, leading into what I talked about earlier in the pod with Spurs and Liverpool. It's just, for almost the entire season, it was just, City are still obviously the best team. They've been the best team all season. But it was kind of just, okay, United's the second best team, Chelsea kind of close behind them, and then Spurs and Liverpool fighting for the fourth spot. And like the tide has just turned a lot over the last like month or so, where it's just been like actually, Spurs and Liverpool in whatever order are the second and third best teams. It seems pretty clear. Like 
statistically eye test all that shit and United and Chelsea where we had a lot of where a lot of people had a lot of defensive assets and fantasy assets have just been bad and they've been faltering and I totally agree I recommended Spurs defense to someone on Slack like last night like I think I would even just go for just for the total safety like we don't know what's up with Toby He'll come back soon, and and Sanchez will probably be dropped. I still a little bit fear the fullback rotation, especially with Champions League back. You know, they're going to have their second leg in between two game weeks. Who knows? Maybe Davis plays Champions League and they rotate in the league. I'm just scared of it. And Verde at six is still good value, and he's been nailed all year. He will continue to be nailed all year, and... Yeah, if three or four clean sheets in the next four is is very very realistic for them. So that's great, and I think Liverpool too. I mean, I think a lot of people are doing stuff that's like Automendi to VVD or Alonso yeah. to VVD. That's a popular yeah. move. Yeah, that's a good that's a good swap too. And I'm definitely you know Smalling. We'll see. But he's back. I mean, he's probably gonna have to be ripped out of me. I'm probably gonna just keep him until he doesn't start that first game. But um, he's gonna have to go really soon. And yeah. I mean, to, you look at my defense, and it's like, what the fuck was I doing? Like all of a sudden, I have like Laporte and Smalling alongside like Duffy and Agbana. I'm just like, am I gonna have to fucking take a minus eight for the two guys that I just brought in like the last two game weeks? Yeah, you might, might have. And, to. Then lo- and look, looking at the cheap bracket, is there any reason to look past Swansea if you're going there? I mean, I would almost double on Swansea rather than have to get a different team with four or five defenders looking at their fixtures, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's easy as could be that Swansea, Swansea are the pick of the litter. I mean, they're, yeah. just, they're just playing with all of the momentum. They look like they're like having fun. Carvajal's a fucking wordsmith genius. I love that man. And yeah, there's not much much thought. They've been playing a lot of three at the back, which means not in his back to being a wing back. Came in with an assist 11-pointer this week. They're just fucking good. There's, yeah, there's like, no, don't, no one else, really. Yeah, they look, at Leicester, they have good fixtures, but yeah. they just don't seem to keep cleans too consistently, I'm not sure. And um, I just don't like any of the defenders on any of those teams, really. Like Stoke, I guess, but like, that's fucking Stoke. People I don't are know. bringing in Stoke because they play in Game Week 31, which is the yeah. classic, like, Error that we always yeah. talk about, and it's like, yeah. have fun with Bauer. He just got you three points in two game weeks. His next three, leading into his fixture in game week thirty-one, the reason you bought him are at Leicester, at Southampton, home city. Like, good luck. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's four points in three game weeks. So, yeah, yeah I just don't. I just don't love it. Swans in, dude. Swans are fucking good. yeah. Swans in. I'm fucking Burnley. I'm so. Finish with Burnley. Burnley is Damn it. awful. If they don't keep a fucking clean sheet against Southampton this weekend, next weekend, oh my god, they will not. I will be so upset. They'll probably concede on 89th minute again. Those fucking cocksucks. They're just bad. This is yeah, if I was like an who owner, we thought they were. If I, mean, I was Everton's owner or one of those kind of clubs who was like looking to dice, this would be a gigantic red flag that back to back seasons. They get to fucking whatever, 35 points or whatever the fuck bullshit number they're on. And then they just are the worst team in the league from that point on. 
Yep. Like, they're the worst team. They're so fucking bad. They can't score. They can't keep cleans. They're just horrible. They are bad. And it's like, I don't know. That's that's a little too pulis for me, you know? Like, yeah. I getting- mean, they have actually had pretty bad injuries. They've had, like, a few to defense, and then DeFore out is, pro- is pretty big for them. DeFore out is terrible, yeah. Yeah, sure. but I take your point. I mean, when, when Carvajal is able to rattle these wins off and other teams with similar players are able to score more than one goal every three games. You know, you yeah. got to look at the manager there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else? What are, what are we doing here? I'm fucking getting depressed again. What do we make of Vardy? Is there anything I fucking there? Hate, I fucking hate him. I think it's a really bad pick, and it's I think very I annoying I, that he's come off for people. Because I agree. I think he looked like an awful pick about a month ago, and yes. Leicester have been very bad. Like they've looked bad pretty much every game for the last five or so. But Vardy keeps fucking scoring. They get a pen. He does a little bullshit. He gets one chance. He scores. I I think if I had him, I would be looking to get rid of him as fast as possible, regardless of the fixtures. And I mean, he has, he has seven shots in the last four. Matches and he has yeah, four goals. Th- yeah, that's. I mean, those are like midfielder numbers. That's, that's not what you want to be paying awful. a mid to premium price striker. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's the conversion rate. I mean, if if you told me he was going to have seven shots in the last four games, I would say maybe he has two goals at most. At most, and he's yeah. sitting here with four. You know, so it's it's the kind of thing. It's it happens. The, the margins yeah. are slim. I mean, he's still yeah. like good. But and he takes his chances when offered. But I'm just like, oh god, get out of my fucking face! Yeah, just face. fuck off. <laughs> Leicester score one goal, they get beat two one. It's always Vardy. It's just like I'm tired of them. They're tiresome. Yeah, there's all these under the radar forwards popping up. Like Benteke, very under the radar, has six straight games with a return. Just fucking oh. mental. But Palace's fixtures are terrible. And then the I don't, ass, I don't think he's created know. one chance for the assist. I think they've all either been like, like drawing a penalty or yeah. just something off his dick into someone else's path. I honestly, or maybe he had like one that he, he had like across one that goal. was like a header down to someone. Yeah, but it's he's not like creating chances. Yeah, it's it's, he has more assists than like Kane. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like Benteke is awful. <laughs> he is awful, and he just keeps getting assists. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous! He yeah. is so bad. It's good. It's probably good for everyone that Palace have bad fixtures because otherwise people would be bringing him in. I wish they were. I needed some help. Please yeah. bring Benteke in if you're over 50k because I need that assistance. Yeah, yeah. I like Aubameyang though. I do say I think we'll probably touch more on Arsenal next pot after they get destroyed by City. But with lockout for two months or six weeks or whatever now, there's Wait, no whoa, one else. In- I missed that. What? Yeah, he's out for six weeks. He had some knee scope or something like that. He played so like five minutes. Yeah, I don't know. He's out of the picture. So okay. <laughs> it was the other thing that was encouraging was you know you see Wenger treating Lacazette with kid gloves and playing him seventy minutes. Like Aubameyang came in, played ninety right away. Like he's going to ride him like a horse. So yeah, no, I'm still my my shout of two or three weeks ago where I was like maybe Kuhn out, game week 29 after, again, they destroy Arsenal, and then Abba in for Kuhn. I still think that's in the cards. I mean, Yeah, I think that's pretty, it's pretty good. It's, it's risky, but it's the kind of thing that maybe people will take three weeks longer than us to get rid of Kuhn. 
Don't you say know, us. And people Don't put like me us. in your good FPL manager like group. I'm not with you there. <laughs> people might take three-ish weeks longer to get rid of Kuhn than someone like me. And maybe I can get an edge then if he's dropped or if Jesus is playing or whatever. So I don't know. But then there's also Sun, who I guess a lot of people wrote in about Son and and where we think and he should go and should we keep him or what? I don't know. What do you think about Son? I've had him forever at this point. I just don't trust Pochettino to play his best team. And if he plays Lucas over Son one time, he is immediately out of my team if I own Son. Yeah. Until then, though, I think it's a solid hold. He's That's still not that. Ex- yeah, he's yeah. still not that expensive and. He hasn't like looked that good lately, and God knows he's not been returning lately. He's also getting subs, so there are definitely some red flags there. But I could see spending a transfer on him if you're, the rest of your team's like really solid and you have nothing else to do. But I feel like you'd probably be better placed to spend it in defense or, or even maybe like goalie, just because they had a really tough run. They had United, Liverpool, Arsenal their last three, and even though they had they did score some goals in there that he was uninvolved in, they're not easy fixtures. But you look at it, you know, the last home banker, they had Everton, he scored 13, West Ham at home he had 9, and then Southampton at home he had 14. So if he's able to batter the minnows, they have Huddersfield and Newcastle coming to home soon, they have Palace and Bournemouth away. Those are all very, very, very good fixtures for them. So I would yeah, probably that, hang on. I would hang on to some. That's my read on him too. And, and people have been, I feel like, surprised when I say that I'm probably looking to keep him. But to me, it's just, it's not even just what he's done lately or earlier this season he did the same last season like his minutes per return ratio is outstanding and it always has been he just hasn't gotten consistent minutes but I feel like him or or Potch rather like inserting Sun into the starting lineup going to four at the back was really like the Spurs turning point in the season and he's been so fucking good and if he can just hang on to to his starting spot a little bit longer for this run of four games, that's so good. I just he always returns when he gets minutes. I think it's it's like a a pretty cheeky hold, even though he's probably going to like price drop, and I'm sure a lot of people are getting rid of him. So, yep. Um. All right, yeah. let's box it. Let's yeah. go to caps. Well, I don't know. Should we even go to caps, or should we just do that next pod? Oh, are we going to do another pod before the game week? I think we have to because it'll be after the FA Cup games and okay. we'll know yeah, the sure. blanks. And yeah. We'll know yeah, that it. sounds good. Let's do that. We'll do, what do you want to do, like Wednesday or Thursday pod next week? Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday pod next week before the game we'll week. Do, and we'll yeah. do, we'll talk blanks and we'll go caps and we'll talk about our moves and stuff. And yeah, I mean, let's max 30 minute pod. That'll let's be a short pod. Short. This is a short yeah. pod. That'll be a short pod. But okay. the more pods, the merrier. You know, as as has been said, so I agree alone. Um, Good job there, by you. Are there any asses to slap? Let me check. No, this dude, out no right one's there. joined Slack. I think because we haven't, we stopped talking about it. Well, also because like we had a huge influx for the cup. Yeah, we've been very unfocused on Slack, and well, focused in Slack, but not on promoting Slack. Did we get, do a quick little PSA on Slack? You, I mean, people can still join. It's, it's yeah. Do just, do a PSA while I look up if I need to read anyone's name. All right. Yeah, I mean it's it's still patreon.com slash fmlfpl. We have our Slack channel in there. We have our prize league where we give out the mugs that you guys hear us housekeeping on each pod. Um very minimal investment for a lot of fun, a lot of good banter in there, a lot of good guys, global global Slack, people from Australia, Scandinavia, England, Ireland, US, Canada, all over the place, India. 
Uh, it's just a good time, and we are going to be keeping the Slack open during the off season, but not charging. And we're all we're going to be doing pods for the World Cup, and we're going to be doing World Cup fantasy. We'll have a league for that. We'll probably do some prize for that or something like that. So it's never too late to join. It's never too late to sign up. Um, we're you know it's going to be firing all all the rest of the game weeks for this year, off season, going into next season. It's just a fun time, and it's pretty cheap. So check it out. I love that you said great guys because there's also one girl. Great, great gun, bunch of guys. One girl. Great yeah, girl. She holds her own. Great she girl. She holds her own. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think there is one ass to slap, and it's Jonathan DeSimon or DeSimone. One of Get those. In, John. Yeah, Jonathan. Good job by you, dude. Yeah, yeah Jonathan. Um, check us out! FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL. And cheers!